But last week, I asked the question, given all that's happening in the world currently, uh, where's your head at? And uh, I had lots of people speak to me afterwards about that, and uh, it obviously rang some bells. Um, But where are we looking, uh, and what do we need to do about that? Where's your head at with everything that's going on? And I brought to us this call that is threaded right through Scripture, right through the Bible, which is this call to lift up. Lift up your head, lift up your hearts, lift up your face, lift up your eyes, lift up your hands, lift up your voices, even lift up your banner. And uh, we were talking about that. And I talked about three Ps, perspective, praise, and prayer. There's a perspective that we know, we absolutely know, don't we, that's needed in these days in which we're living. It's not one that is to be down and in, although there, there is a... There is a pull for that. We are pulled down and in very quickly. But rather, it is up and, and out to our God, our Creator, the Maker of the heavens and the earth. And Hannah quoted that scripture that I picked up on again last week. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And the commentators, as I said, tell us that actually around Jerusalem there would have been these shrines, there would have been shrines in the hills that people would have looked to. But, but the believer says, I lift my eyes to the hills, where does my help? Does it come from the gods of this age? No, my help comes from the maker of the heavens and the earth, the maker of the hills. And there's a perspective that goes beyond the gods of this age. And I think every time we turn on the television, we look at the news, we flick onto our news apps or whatever, it's easy, if we're not careful, to look at the gods of this age and the voices of this age. But actually, we need to look beyond to the maker, to the maker. And so there's a perspective. And we said that in taking that upwards and outwards change of perspective leads us to praise. Because we give thanks, even as we were doing today. We're giving thanks as I lift my eyes above the waves. As I lift my eyes up, I look to the Maker and I I give thanks. And praise uh, begins to well up in me. Praise in the midst of circumstances, even that uh, Ros was was talking about so powerfully. But it's not not unreal, but there is a reality that as I my perspective changes, my focus changes, then I, I begin to recognize who he is and I begin to, to praise him. And that, that, that is something that is not just theoretical. It, it involves me. It involves my body. It involves my voice, how I speak. We talked about a bit last week. And I think in these days, I want to keep reiterating some of these things. We need to keep thinking about how we're speaking how we're speaking to one another, what we're speaking about. Yes, I know there's, uh, uh, we need to be holding our politicians to account, but even the way that we do that, and, but the way that we speak about the world in which we live, and we talked a bit about that last week, but one of the things we said about our speech is that it breaks down the barrier of fear. That as we speak with faith, It's easy to to look at the negatives and to speak the negatives, but actually to speak with faith, to read Scripture, to speak it out loud, to to put worship on, to to physically be involved, stirring ourselves. This then leads us to prayer. 
And we looked at a number of scriptures that talk about prayer, including the one from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, which says, I want all men and women everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. And there is this, this call to relationship that as I get my perspective right, as I turn in praise, as I acknowledge the maker of the universe, as I acknowledge the salvation that I have in God through the Lord Jesus Christ, I then begin to build a relationship. I walk in relationship. I walk in friendship with God. And I begin to converse and to share my heart. But I also want to be listening because prayer is not just about speaking, is it? Uh, and telling God stuff. It's about hearing from the heart of God. Now, in just a moment, I want to, I want to bring another P on this uh, second <laughs> Sunday in Advent in just a moment. Before I do that, I want to just continue with this thread of prayer for just a moment. Uh, two or three weeks ago, a uh, few of us had the privilege of attending the Regions Beyond uh, Reset Gathering in Durham. I don't know, is there anybody still on the, the screen, Ashley? Is anybody, is Ashley? is anybody there projecting? Oh, no, oh, he's there, sorry. <laughs> I don't know how... Can you pull up those, that slide? Sorry, Ashley. Um, yeah, so we... Regions Beyond gathered all the leaders first time in nearly two years, uh, and a number of us were able to be there. And uh, it was a real time of encouragement, of praying, building one another up, strengthening one another, and uh, it was very significant for numbers of us in different ways. And um, one of, on one of these times, people were being prayed for in different ways, and, and a man from another church was praying for me, didn't know me, I didn't know him at all. And he spoke just a simple little word over, over me, but over us as a church. Can we pull it up or not? How are we doing? No? Don't worry. Don't worry. Let, don't worry about that bit. I, I'm gonna, I'll read it to you. I've got it here. He said this. He said, I believe there is a fresh spring of the Spirit that is going to be opened up in your church in this next season. That's good, isn't it? That's Well, one or two seem to think it's good, but I... Um, it, it, it just came so clear, a, a fresh spring of the Spirit that's going to be up and opened up in your church this season. Now the question is, when you get, uh, you're being prayed for or you get a little word like that, we've said this before, it's very encouraging, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? Do you just stand there and say, come on then Lord, where's this spring? Where is it? Now, we had a little glimpse of it, I believe, this morning. During the worship, you can feel this, this spring bubbling up. But, but do we just, are we just to be passive? Come back to that in a moment. Well, each church also had a board. People could stick stickers on the board with prayers and words for the churches. And we had uh, two or three of those. But today, I just want to highlight one from a young lady called Scarlett. Uh, she wrote the following, Apex Church, Isle of Wight. And then she had some bullet points. Family, honesty, relationship. Wow. She doesn't really know very much about us, but she wrote family, honesty, relationship. Then this, breaking down to build up. Sense that we have, there has been a breaking down that God might build us again. 
Breaking down to build up. No fear of messiness because tears will reap joy. (laughs) No fear of messiness. Oh, is it there now? Because tears will reap joy. You think, wow. And then people of God turn and pray, humble to see the healing of the land. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people will humble themselves and pray. And I know that that's a scripture that Kathleen's been living with for some weeks and has been really praying into and praying for us as a church. And we appreciate your prayers, Kathleen. We really do. Now, there's lots of things that we could reflect on there. Um, But I want to highlight particularly her comment about prayer. Because what she wouldn't be aware of is that about a week or so before we went away... Uh, Mike Groves gave to me what Ashley and I believe is a very significant and timely word, so much so that I recorded it uh, and I, I typed up. Now, I shared this at the prayer and information uh, evening uh, a week or so ago, um, and I'm going to post it and make it available on, uh, on the news over the next couple of weeks. But I just want to share this. It, it's a call to prayer. It's a prophetic word in regards to prayer from Mike. So let me read it to you. Mike had been reflecting on the history of the church. Apex was birthed in prayer. A small group of people prayed and the numbers grew. The opportunity for the building came up again. It was covered in prayer. Everything covered in prayer. There was a sense of urgency in those early days, not least because of a real sense of dependency. Size creates that dependency, but there was an urgency in prayer. And then Mike was reflecting on the present day. He said, we received wonderful prophetic word about the lemon tree. This is that prophetic word that we've got, and we stuck it on the wall in the mission hall just to remind us of it. But Mike said, I've been living with a strong sense, which I believe is from God, that we've got to feed the roots of the lemon tree, otherwise it's not going to bear fruit. There's much that's promised in that whole prophetic word. It's a 10-year word. It's very biblical. It comes from the Bible. But it has the potential not to happen. And he said, I believe the feeding of of the roots is prayer. There's a call to earnestly pray more. Then he went on, he said, this is challenging for all of us, myself included. We can all have good reasons, good excuses, if you like, as to why we don't make it to prayer times. But I felt God say to me, look, Mike, this this call, this commitment to prayer is kingdom culture. Excuses don't come into it. If we're not careful, we can make the choice to opt out. Because prayer is difficult. Prayer is hard. Prayer is a battle. But if we don't realize that, if we don't have a sense of urgency of the priority, then we're not going to be feeding the roots of the lemon tree. The lemon tree is a wonderful prophetic picture of what God wants to do, but we have to do our part. Prayer is the compost, the manure that provides all that needs to grow and flourish. So I just want to highlight there that I would say the prophetic is an invitation It's not an assumed automatic. It it requires activation. It requires response. Mike goes on. He said, as I was praying into this, I felt God remind me of the letters to the churches in Revelation, which, of course, are very challenging. And I said, Lord, what would you say to us? 
And I felt him say, Apex, I love you. You're generous, incredibly generous. You feed the poor. You're affecting the nations through Donna and others. You're friendly. But there's one thing that I've got against you. Mike said, please hear my heart. These are my words, not God's. But he said, you're idle in prayer. Don't make any more excuses. Make it a priority. And I said, Lord, what does this mean? I was feeling the challenge of this personally. And I felt the Lord say, there's a cost involved, but make no more excuses. And again, I reflected on the question, what does it mean? How does it work? The sense I got in my heart was that we were to stop things like life groups for a particular length of time, say a month, and that we should make it a priority to gather as a church and focus on prayer. And I felt God say, then see what I will do. Isn't that interesting to just hear that ring of agreement already in the room? I tell you, as I listened to that, as I recorded it, and then as Ashley listened to it, and as we prayed and shared together, there was no sense of condemnation from, from Mike. There was no sense of a, a heavy rod that we were being built, built with. It was a prophetic provocation from God, a call from God to come and seek his face. And that as we would seek his face, as we would pray into what he's calling us into, as we look into, the, uh, into year 22, as it were, see what I will do. See what I will do. And we, we just felt such a response to that. And the prophetic requires a response. It's, so when somebody prays, you know, springs of the Spirit welling up, we need to begin to position ourselves and activate ourselves. We don't just sit passively saying, well, I'm waiting for the Lord to do it. He doesn't seem to be doing it. No, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to welcome the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. I'm going to activate. So we, we talked about it and we prayed about it and reflected on it. Um, and... We felt it was right as we looked at Scripture and you think about how a number of times in Scripture it talks about 40 days. And uh, this is something that Jackie and I have been involved in once or twice historically in a previous church. But we felt it was right as a church as we enter into 22 to, to have 40 days of prayer. 40 days of prayer. The dates of that are to be confirmed, just aware that uh, it takes us a, a few days to get ourselves into the year, doesn't it? But probably, probably from January the 10th through to February the 18th is the, probably the, the plan. But certainly we will gather together. In the book of Acts, uh, it talks about them being together when they were together. The Spirit fell upon them, so we want to gather together uh, in the week for sure. But I'm hoping, we're hoping, there'll be all sorts of different prayer times. Small group prayer, large group prayer, morning, lunchtime, evening, twos and threes, men, women, children, young people. We want to have 40 days of prayer. My hope and plan, you can be praying for this, is to produce a booklet, a booklet that will guide us, something that we can have. There'll be prayer for each day. There'll be a focus pointers for us to have, maybe some scripture in there. Um, I definitely want us to revisit the subject of fasting. 
as a church to really dig into that and understand that some more. So we'll, we'll look at that as well. I'd love us to do some prayer walks. I'd love to walk around the area. Um, different ones will do different things. Different ones will feel provoked in these. I believe it will be a time to hear from God for the days to come. It will be a feeding of the roots of the, the prophetic that we've already been given. We've been given this huge 10-year word. It's very much from the Bible. It's very scriptural when you start to look at it. It's the heart of God. Um, but to feed that and to pray into it. Another word that we were given was about others that would be coming to us. I'll, I'll share that. That'll come out on the sheets. that will get posted and so on. But praying into how God wants us to be a church that receives those from the nations and sends them to the nations. There's many areas that we can pray into and see what God will do. Amen? See what God will do. And we'll gather these things up. We'll, 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 we will take a record of, of the scriptures that come and the words that come and the, the pictures that come. We'll wait on God and we'll gather it up and we'll see what God is saying as he's taking us forward into 22 and, and beyond. Just as I come towards a, a close, we've got a few moments, but just one of the significant outcomes that flows from coming to God in prayer is highlighted in what is currently the, it's the second week of Advent. Those of you who are tracking Advent, which of course is the word peace. Just picking up again on this thread of where's your head at from last week. I just was highlighted to me again this week, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. We could just stop there. I mean, that in itself is a huge statement, isn't it, in our world right now. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So there's an attitude that we come in prayer of thanking God for who He is, for all that we have and all that we're being given. Yes, we do come with petition, we do come with asking, but there's an attitude of thankfulness. We're so quick to forget whose we are. We're so quick to forget that everything we have comes from Him. We're so quick to forget that even the breath in our mouths today is from Him. It's all from Him. So even as we come with our prayers and petitions, we come with thanksgiving. And then what happens? Verse 7, And the peace of God. And the peace of God which passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds. Don't we need that in these days? Don't we need that? Every time we turn on the news, I think we need to put on the guard of the peace of God. Every time we're talking to our neighbours and our colleagues and our friends, and the peace of God which passes understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. 
spoke on this a year ago today, uh, last Advent. You can go back and, and listen to that. But I, I've, I've missed off three words right at the end of that verse. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your, mind, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious in every situation by prayer and petition. And the peace of God which passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds. Why? Because I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ Jesus. So I'm being bombarded with whatever it is I'm being bombarded with, but I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. So key in these days. There's no doubt we live in a fractured, broken, hurting world. Our hearts and our minds are under assault. They are. They're under assault. The hearts and minds of our neighbours and our colleagues and our family members are under assault. Guilt. Worries, threats, confusions, uncertainties, doubts, fears. They all threaten our peace. But Paul says God wants to guard. Guard our hearts and guard our minds. And he guards them with a peace that comes from Christ Jesus. Knowing Christ Jesus. It may be that you are not sure who Jesus is, I want to encourage you to ask and to find out. As you're thinking about Christmas, uh, please, again, as I said last week, remember that Christmas is about Christ. It's about the coming of God into the pain and into the suffering and into the anxiety of the world to bring peace. And this is why it's so important to hear John 14, verse 27, the words of Jesus, Peace I live with you, leave with you, my peace I give you. Jesus gives his peace. So distinct and different. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. It's the peace of God which, Ephesians says, passes understanding. It's the knowledge of Jesus Christ that a Savior has come. He does understand our pain. He does understand our suffering. He has lived among us and he died for us. He's risen again and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's interceding. The Bible says he's interceding for us. He's saying with the wounds that we've been singing about today, those wounded hands, he's saying, Father, Father, come to them. Father, empower them. Father, feed them. Father, bless them. Father, protect them. Why? Because I died for them. I died for them. My peace I give to you. It's not as the world gives. It's a peace that goes beyond today's circumstances. It's a peace that goes beyond even as these next weeks I'm thinking about 2022 and I'm thinking, oh, oh, there's this and there's that. How can I know this steadiness? How can I know this peace? Because I'm in Christ. And, and Christ is in me. That he has Everything. He has the future in his hands. He holds it. He knows already. 
Jesus came to bring us peace, to bring those broken pieces into wholeness. Many of us are finding ourselves in situations where there is brokenness. We walk in and we think, how, what can I do? How can I help? We bring Jesus. We introduce people to Jesus. We talk to them about Jesus. We talk to them about a knowledge of sin forgiven, of a hope that goes beyond the grave that we talked about on Monday and Tuesday. Opportunity to say to people who is like, is this all there is? What, what, you know, look at the pain and the suffering. No, Mark and Joe and for each one of us, no, there is a hope that goes beyond the grave because Jesus came, because he died. And so we bring to people a healing and a wholeness from Christ. I spoke about it last year, but it's the word shalom. Shalom. Just aware, family dynamics and relationships can be awkward, even challenging at times, especially at Christmas. It's hard to know what to do at times, isn't it? Hard to know what to say or how to be. Whatever the situation, the key is coming to God. Reminding yourself again and again and again that all that he has given you and forgiven you in the Lord Jesus Christ. And allowing that supernatural peace to invade your mind. To invade your worries, to invade your fears, to invade your circumstances. So again, I want to come to the perspective It's the perspective. Where am I looking? How am I speaking? Physically, what am I looking at? Emotionally, where am I focusing? And I want to encourage you in prayer. I wanted to let you know about this, that we're going to take this time to pray. But it's about building a relationship with God. He's calling us as a church. He wants to take us deeper. I love that, Steve, what you shared this morning. Throw your net out uh, to the other side to, into the deeper water. I've never seen it like that before. Jesus is saying, into the deeper water. Reach into the deeper water. And that, I believe, is what will happen as we, as we pray. Two Thessalonians, two scriptures here to finish. Two Thessalonians 3.16. May the Lord of peace himself... Give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you, all of you. The Lord of peace, give you peace at all times and in every way. And then a a good friend of Jackie's and I this morning just uh, on her Twitter feed put a scripture this morning that I just saw. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind is steadfast because they trust in you. What does the word steadfast mean? Not easily wavered. Not easily wavered. You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind is steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord. The Lord is the rock eternal. Can I invite you to stand? Lord, we 
We just thank you for this peace that you bring to us. Peace from fear. Peace from anxiety. Supernatural peace. Lord, your word calls us to pray for peace. The peace of the nations, the the peace of Israel, the peace, your peace coming into the whole of the world. And we we just speak to one another. We speak over our lives again the, the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, as we prepare to take 40 days to pray as a church. I pray that you would prepare our hearts. Prepare us as a church. Prepare us as a people. Even prepare us as those who are going into battle. Pray that you'd help us to be mindful of that over these next weeks. Lord, you, you've spoken to us prophetically. You've invited us to, to, come, to come deeper. To hear from you. To be filled with you. To be spoken to you by you. So Lord, we just give you this. Even as we're announcing it, as we're going public and saying this is what we're going to do. We ask you for your protection in the name of Jesus. We speak protection over our lives, over our marriages, over our children. Lord, we, we thank you that we, we don't get into fear. We, 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 we come by faith, looking to you, resting upon you, seeking your face. Because, Lord, you've said, as you seek my face, I will come to you. I will speak to you. I will lead you. I will guide you. Thank you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, over these, these weeks, I pray for peace to come upon every household represented in this church. The peace of God. Lord, we're with neighbours and colleagues. We're conversations so easily turn inward and downward and negative. Lord, may we be a people who genuinely have our eyes fixed above the waves and that there is a peace Not unreality, but a peace, a supernatural, not as the world gives, but as you give. Whatever the next piece of news that comes, whatever the next announcement, Lord, we, we fix our eyes on you. My peace I give to you, says Jesus, not as the world gives. My peace. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. My peace. May the peace of God, the love of the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest upon us now and in the days ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.